Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Fire at Will podcast, Overwatch podcast. My name is Heath Kruger. You can follow me on Twitter at Karthak, C-A-R-T-H-A-C. But more importantly, my co-host, it's a guy you may have heard of before, especially if you're familiar with uh, the Heroes of New Earth professional scene over the past six years. He's been a professional broadcaster for all kinds of games. Han, TF2, SC2. I mean, the guy's got a Honcast channel. It's seen well over 40 million views. Honcast YouTube channel. It's been over 7 million views. None other than BreakyCPK, who you can find on Twitter at BreakyCPK. How's everything going tonight, man? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. Great introduction there. No, I, I, I appreciate it. You know, you came to me uh, only about a week ago here, and you pretty much came with this idea of this podcast, and I'm like... You know what? I, I like Overwatch. I'm really looking forward to it, and I figure out why the hell not, essentially. So I, I thank you for having me on, and look forward to talking some Overwatch here, because God knows we can't play it right now. I know. It, it's, it's almost kind of like uh, you, know, you get that itch, you, you, yeah. and people are just striving. They just want content so much. So I'm like, well, why not jump on, you know, talk a little bit of Overwatch, provide the content out there for everyone who's looking for it, and, you know, maybe it'll kind of lead into something more. I don't know. Just kind of throw it out there. <laughs> well, it's, it, if there's anything I learned do, doing what I've been doing here in the, in the esports industry for as long as I have, I mean, it's just you just do it. Exactly. You just got to do it, man. And, you know, if it picks up, exactly. You, know. you, you got to give it a try, though. See where it goes. Yeah, exactly. See what comes of it. So for our first podcast, I thought we would start out by uh, breaking down each hero in terms of where we feel they stand on the competitive level before the, the beta was brought down. Uh, does that sound good as kind of a starting point? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. Uh, yeah, so kind of kind of going over said uh, said heroes. Are, are they called? Let's start with that. Are they called heroes? Is that the correct term here? I think so. I, I <laughs> it's I, I you know I've played League of Legends. I've heard champions, Dota. It's heroes. I mean, I guess classes. I mean, I think everyone gets kind of the general gist of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually looking on the wiki right now, you know, for reference, of course, and it actually does say heroes on the wiki, so. So there we go. We got heroes. There we go. Official. The 21 Overwatch heroes. All right, so sort of a disclaimer. I figured I'd get this out of the way, as I'm, I'm sure it'll, someone will respond to, you know, something we say, man, you're an idiot. Well, first oh, off, yeah. these are just our opinions on the classes. It's in no way indicative how everyone feels on the current meta. We're just going to do our best. To argue in favor of our, t- our tier list being correct, of course, but game's still very early, um, still in development, and you know may completely change when the beta comes back. We have no idea what Blizzard is doing at the moment, so yeah, that that's that's kind of the big thing I think. Again, we've been in this hiatus for like a month and a half now, right now, and they're going to be bringing it back, obviously, hopefully in this early February time frame. It's now this update that we've had recently. But as you pointed out, I mean, we don't really know exactly what that ultimately is going to be. They did hint at a possibly new game mode, so that's kind of one of the things, and maybe we could even talk about that later on in this show, or save it for another one, whatever, but as far as balance goes, yeah, who knows? So this could all change, but for the time being, I think uh, maybe, I mean, I've mastered all the classes, frankly. I, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go here. I, I know everything about, no. Okay, so you beat I'm the game more. already? I beat the game, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we got, secret. we got a professional here, folks. Even better. <laughs> Absolutely um, not, no. <laughs> I was going to say, why don't we just kind of, I know we talked about it briefly off air. I, you had a really good idea about the possible, um, at least a prediction, of the next competitive mode that Blizzard has kind of hinted at bringing back, or, or bringing up with the, when they return with the beta. Well, would you kind of cover that real quick? 
Well, yeah. So again, as mentioned, obviously they there was hints that it might be coming back here in January. They just said here very recently a blue post was made. Not going to be coming until February. And as you pointed out, though, one of the bigger things why apparently they are being delayed is because they they have a new game mode that wasn't a hundred percent finished. That's going to be brought in. So with that said. Of course, start all these ideas start flying through my mind. I'm sure a lot of others out there. Now, I do find this. I was also mentioning this to you. I was. I actually had the chance to go to BlizzCon, and so you. you know, to get even. Oh, you were at BlizzCon. I was. Yes. Oh, we didn't even meet up, man. No, I didn't even. I didn't even know you then. Well, so. we really didn't even know each other as of a week ago. So, <laughs> well, I, I, I knew you. You certainly didn't know me. With just about 99 percent of the audience out there. All right, all right. That that makes sense then. Yes. Maybe in a future one. Um. No, but uh, but yeah, here in uh, at the panels there again, they made a point that they weren't going to be doing a new game mode, and you know even ideas like capture the flag were brought up, and they, they were like, you know, we were that's not our focus right now. We have other focuses. We want to really get these game modes, and now sure enough, here they are with a new game mode. So first off, I find that interesting how they've kind of changed. Um, shows you how Blizzard works that way. Um, but capture the flag. Going back to that, I mean, that's one of the first ideas that I think has to hit anyone's mind, right? Like that's kind of the core of this style of game. Whatever you want to, I guess, this first-person shooter slash uh, arena style of game. However you want to classify it, it's like capture the flag is kind of the core. Yeah, yeah, it, so. yeah. It's kind of that weird mix of FPS slash kind of like MOBA ultimate abilities. Yeah, it's kind of a cool mix. I, I really like it. Um, the reason I wanted to bring that up to listeners is the, the capture the flag um, idea sounds so good because right now the way I see it, um, and tell me if you agree or disagree on this, and with our two current game modes of capture the flag and it's really like a point capture type system, mm-hmm. it's a lot of group focus based um kind of fights it's back and forth you know you have to sit on this point for this amount of time while the other team is not able to reach that point or you know push this payload by sitting on this one spot for uh however much time you have to do for we don't really have a game mode that is really um it's more of a dispersing effect you know allowing for multiple flanker classes like tracer reaper and such to really see full effectiveness because you don't you really don't want classes like that going up against Reinhardt with a mercy on them. You know, you want to catch you want one-on-one situations. And that's where I feel like a lot of classes could really shine within a different game mode that really um, highlights and kind of shows their possible abilities in, in in that type of game mode. Yeah, I think where you're kind of getting at is is Attack, defend, right? Like, that's right now the two modes. Like, it has the attackers, it has the defenders, essentially, with payload and uh, defend the points. So, in Team Fortress, you know, that that's actually... I come from Team Fortress classic background, even, and I actually love to play the attack, defense style of maps, but, you know, obviously it also had the Team Fortress... or the uh, Capture the Flag, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, element to it, where it's... you're a mix. You're not purely offense. You're not purely defense. You have that blend, that mix, and so, as, as I know you've been bringing up before we came on here, but, yeah, the idea that those pickoff situations, the 1v1s, maybe not as likely in Overwatch right now because it does make the point that, yeah, you want to stay grouped up on this one location, uh, whether you're the offense or the defense. So I, I think the idea of a capture the flag could help with that. Honestly, another game mode that also has kind of gone through my mind, though, is something like an Arathi Basin, to an extent, hmm. from World of Warcraft. So where it's like you have three points, maybe, or even five, depending on how big they want to make it, and you, that actually then, you know, it spreads it out. It makes a point that you have to ultimately control all three points for a set amount of time 
to ultimately win the map. So that way you are going to be thinning out, in a sense, from point to point. You're not going to be all clustered in one central location. Yeah, yeah, I really like that idea. I, I didn't even think about that one. Kind of, I'm a former WoW player as well, and that that was my that was my thing back in the day, back in yeah. BC and the such. Um, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. It would once again kind of spread everything out, make it so it's not real uniform tank, one or two supports, and DPS trying to kind of make plays happen around that while you're really focused on um, like static objectives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds like a really good idea. I like that. Yeah, there's a lot of ideas, though, man. I mean, I've been kind of been going through and seeing what other people have and just, uh, you know, think back to, like, Halo, like, Murder Ball. Like, there's that kind of mode, you know. Murder of, Ball? Uh, I, ha- I, well, I have no idea what Murder Ball would even entail. Really? Okay, so it's essentially a person holds some artifact, whatever. In, the, in that case, it happened to be, like, a ball that you held. And when you have a ball, you can't actually attack, I believe, or you can't do anything like that, but you take, like, multiple damage. Or increased damage, essentially. So, and the, but the point is, you just run around with it, and if you die, you know it drops. The other team can pick it up, and then you have to protect that person with the ball. So it's kind of like it's constantly shifting on offense and defense in that sense. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. So it's gonna okay. be interesting to see which direction they go. I do hope they go the direction of not having a defense offense. I, I mean, they've already done paleo, they've already done the attack defense, so I can't see them doing that again, but. Yeah, I'm hoping it is at least a little different. Sounds like you're on the same page there. So yeah, yeah, kind of break it up from the norm, so we don't really just feel it. So it doesn't feel like well, you always have to play X class. It's mm-hmm. more of it's kind of you know it varies from game or game mode to game mode, and kind of highlights you know not everyone's going to be a fantastic tank, uh, but someone might be a particularly good tracer. And those are especially the kind of I love seeing those plays personally. Watching yeah. a really good tracer, really good reaper. Um, even a really good Widowmaker, I really like as well. So I'd, I'd much rather see um, kind of a mix of everything. Freaking snipers. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. But anyways, 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 that's another subject. So how about we start off things, um, return to the, the topic at hand. Okay. Um, first off, let's begin with tanks. Um, and we'll start at the top here. So... Uh, for any of you that have been familiar with the competitive scene, you know, things like the ESL tournaments, Fish Sticks Invitational, I'm sure you have seen this guy. Um, he's just about on every map, you know, attack, defend. It's really tough to get around him. Uh, the S-tier tank, in my opinion, I, I believe some call it Tier 1, S-tier, or what, however you prefer to label it, it's Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we got a guy with 600 total health. 300 being standard HP, 300 being armor HP. For those of you unfamiliar, armor HP, as stated by Jeff Kaplan in previous interviews, supposed to reduce damage by 50%. I think they kind of went back on that pretty quickly, as uh, that's no longer the case. That would be a little broken at this point, I'd, I'd feel. As it stands currently, armor HP, it's a flat 5 damage reduction regardless of total damage of the shot. So, single shot, okay. you know, whether it does 120 damage, it'll be reduced down to 115 or if it does a 12 damage shot, it'll be reduced down to 7. So, kind of follow me there. It makes it especially effective against the low damage, high volume attacks like Tracer's Pulse Pistols, um, for mm-hmm. example. So, I, I personally feel Armor HP is far superior to Shield HP. It's it, When it comes to a tank especially, given the differences between the two, and the ability for Armor HP to be healed by healing abilities, um, Shield HP... It, it cannot be modified by, like, you know, like a, your Lucio, your Mercy. You have to 
go out of combat, be out of combat for a certain amount of time. I think it's two or three seconds, and you have to let it regenerate on itself. So it's much more, when you, when you have a heavy shield HP type of character, it's more of a, plays more to a bob and weave kind of play style than it does a, you know, a, a frontal damage tanking kind of, kind of guy like Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, the main thing that makes Reinhardt so good, that 2,000, you know, clonal shields on no cooldown that you can just put up and down, it's far better than anything other tank can offer at the moment. I don't think it's even close. Um, at least the second best, if not the best tank ultimate in the game with Earth Shatter. You know, it's a it's a conal knockdown, which, you know, for just it, it doesn't seem like it. You know, I think it's a two or three second knockdown. It doesn't seem like a lot of time, but in competitive Overwatch, that it is a an eternity. When, when things are standing still, it's amazing how quickly you can kill them in this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it just opens up so many so many doors of what you can do. Decent mobility with his initiation. He, he's got his charge. He's got a shield piercing, uh, hunter damage range attack. That kind of like uh, that light blast that he throws. Um, that mm-hmm. does go through shields. Um, not too many abilities go through shields, so it's it's a pretty effective, pretty effective range attack. Um, he's got his 300 damage pin ability. It means a one shot to just about every hero in the game that's not a tank if you can direct hit on it. Um, and his kit just offers so many different useful abilities, brings so much versatility that, in my opinion at least, he's the pretty clear number one tank at the moment. It's, yeah, it, it, I think it's safe to say it's hard to argue that, you know, whether we're talking from just simply matchmaking or if we're talking on a competitive level, um, he, he is that essence of a tank, right? You know, he's holding the shield in one hand, he's got the big melee weapon in the other hand. It's obvious that that's what the creators of Overwatch are definitely going for with this character. So that's not a surprise to me. What I, what I will say was a little bit of a surprise to me as time adapted on was how often he was seen on defense especially because you know on offense you know it makes sense you're 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 pushing as a team and you need to get behind that big wall to then eventually push in and break through to set objective or for that matter sitting on the payload and just sitting there with the shield up pretty strong tactic as well but yeah how many people use it on defense i mean it's pretty much a core as well you could say is what, what i kind of found interesting but it's almost like you have to because you have to combat their reinhardt with your own right so exactly When that's happening, I mean, that just kind of gives a value right there that he is probably the strongest uh, out there as far as tank option goes. So, yeah. Yeah, especially in, like, the short areas to where you you allow your team so much mobility by just putting a giant shield in front of them and letting them operate behind it that it's just, it's unmatched at the moment. No one really has anything that can just go up and down um, at at ease, pretty much no Mm -hmm. cooldown as such. So it's just unbeatable in my opinion. Yeah, I, I was actually. I, it took me a while to actually play Reinhardt. He was one of the. He was one of the last characters I ended up playing. It, he wasn't really appealing to me, to be frank. But because I, I figured he was going to be this really slow guy, and you know, being melee was not really that great for me. But you know, when you play him, though, that pin man just sitting there trying to pin people twenty four seven. Even if you whiff, it's still hilarious, and it's so good though when you do hit it. Yeah pretty satisfying to hit a direct hit you even get to you get to see the hero in front of you as you're just like plowing them into a wall yeah. effective and incredibly pleasing as well yeah um number two why don't you lead us off with number two um in, in your opinion number two so you know so when, when you're sitting here saying number one has to be reinhardt i mean i i will say a, a little bit of me Kind of, kind of reacted with. Well, maybe you could argue, perhaps, uh, perhaps Winston, even uh, Zarya, perhaps. I mean, those, those I would have to say are kind of number two for me if I had to give like a next tier list. Hmm. 
Personally, Zarya, I feel... Now, Zarya's interesting because she's more of... she's She's got a bit of a support to her, right? Where she, you know, shields others. And at the same time, she's got some offensive capabilities with... The more damage the shield absorbs, the more damage she does herself. So it, it brings that offensive satisfaction in terms of just because she's a tank that can ultimately take a lot of damage and also help others prevent damage, she could then put out plenty of damage herself, um, you know, with it, with ease almost to an extent. And, and, you know, good Zarya players are actually really fun to watch, in my opinion, especially keeping the charges up, you know, just doing that maximum damage. So for me, probably Zarya. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. It's it's weird because I, I don't know how much you played her. I, I played her quite a bit, um, especially when I was learning. Uh, I felt she was she was real easy to pick up, and she's inherently pretty tanky. You know, the 200 health and the 200 shields. Um, it, it's it's got a bit of health. It's not as much as Reinhardt by any means, but I don't feel she really operates as kind of like that. She's not supposed to operate as that that main tank that's really up front, absorbing all the damage and pushing points, pushing the map back and forth. Uh, like a Reinhardt with his shield, um, she's much more of kind of like a like a support tank in a way, a number two tank, off tank for for you WoW players mm. out there. So just to cover her two barrier abilities real quick, so barriers are completely different from HP or shields. Barriers do not increase your total health pool, shield pool, or armor HP pool, so they can't. You, you don't see them reflected in any of the numbers. Um, they operate much like for you know once again WoW players out there, power word shields. Kind of the same thing. Um, there are set durations, set total absorb amount, can't be altered in any way. You know, like I said, we call her a tank, but it doesn't feel like a tank. She's a tank in the sense that she has a, a higher HP pool, 400, a uh, good bit higher than like, you know, all the DPS classes that are a standard like two. Some are like 150 for the lower ones, but it, it's just her play style is so much more tailored towards that. They kind of like I mentioned that bob and weave. Get out, you know, take the 200 damage and then get out and let that 200 damage heal up with her uh, shield HP, and then mm -hmm. go back into the fight. You know, throw more projected barriers out onto your main tank, typically the Reinhardt, and really follow in after that and go and have that high damage burst that you can follow up with the Reinhardt with. Um, really nice. Um, numbers are still a little unclear from the research I've done, but both barriers, I believe, increase damage by roughly 50% each. So if you have a, a, maxed out, a maxed out personal barrier and a maxed out um, ally barrier, you can effectively double your damage if they're destroyed by the enemy team, which slowly degrades over time. Um, but it's just the, the thing that makes her such one of the, the top picks in the competitive meta at the moment to me, that, that ultimate, the Graviton Surge, it's just the best crowd control ability in the game. Yeah. It's it's completely unmatched, especially for point taking. If you happen to um, a Reinhardt, a perfect Reinhardt follow-up, a, a knockdown, throw it in, and it's it allows you to really couple it up with all your you know all your DPS's ultimates, Ferris Barrage, uh, the High Noon from McCree, Death Blossom from Reaper. It, there's just so much you can do, and, and those mass wipeouts are what you're looking for to tank, um, either to push far with the payload or to tank a or take a map objective. So, um, to me, that's kind of why I'm viewing her as a as probably the number two tank in the competitive meta. Yeah, for, for me personally, I don't think there's anything else that's more that I got more satisfaction from an ultimate, the, the graviton surge, as you mentioned. It's when, when it all comes together, you know, as I as I have the phrase, the wombo combo that I use a lot, it's essentially where 
this is the setup where, you know, we got a character in Han Tempest. He has the black hole ability where, you know, pulls everyone in. It's That's what this is, really, as you're getting at. And uh, it, it really is nothing, no better feeling. Now, I will say it's, you have to make sure your teammates are ready for it, of course. But obviously, if we're talking a competitive atmosphere where communication is going to be on point, you'd figure that is going to definitely be on point, especially you mentioned with uh, Farah, you know, something like that, being able to just ride on top of them with a rocket barrage. So, yeah. But it, it is interesting, right, how she is classified as a tank, as you're getting at, because of her stats. But honestly, if this hero was in support, it wouldn't have thrown me off, really. Exactly. I, I could have believed it. So it's interesting how they came up with the tank in the end for her, but... Yeah, yeah, kind of an interesting blend of... I think the one thing that Overwatch does really well, they do really well with the hybrids. Like, we'll talk about it a little bit later. The the support hybrids, we got tank hybrids. Um, they do such a, a great job of not making... Not making it to the point to where he's it's a very clear pick over a you know the the true role players the true the true tanks the true supports but it does a mm-hmm. real nice blend to where it's not completely ineffective and it's and it's playable it doesn't make it so it's you know kind of like a it's it's like a lesser version of the two mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah so moving on uh, number three for me um, kind of right up there I think she's it's not a it's not a far off number three for me. Uh, Diva, Diva, the the <laughs> mech robot uh, SC two player, I believe is her backstory, something like that. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe maybe even Brood War, but yeah, some Korean StarCraft player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something along that sorts. Um, so five hundred health pool, four hundred of it being armor HP, hundred being normal HP. That's huge armor HP. I'd say, in my opinion, probably the best uh, tank HP in the game. Uh, very mobile. Highest DPS auto attacks of all the tank in the game, uh, outside of a direct shot from, I believe, Roadhog's short-range scrap gun, if he's able to pull off that, that chain combo. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a conal shield that absorbs all damage. It's It does really well. Um, it's got a three-second duration, six-second cooldown, though, so it's, not, it's more of a kind of hit and miss. You don't really completely rely on it to um, push forward. It's more of a more of an entrance in for your team. Not nearly as effective as Reinhardt's shield, but I, I feel her shield, you know, fares pretty well against high damage AoE abilities. Um, <clears throat> like Farah's Barrage, really good. Her, oh, yeah. ulti- her ultimate can be really, really good when you're trying to take points, because against, like, competitive Overwatch players, they, they're going to understand what they're doing. Um, so it's probably not going to be a whole lot of kills you pull off when you, you know, eject the robots and you know, kind of throw it into them, but it's more of a, it's more of a way to where you can kind of you press a point and you force them to move as you're moving in. Um, what what I found interesting with Diva is well, uh, there's first off, there's you know, as we mentioned with uh, whatever her name is, uh, Zarya, how she's got kind of that support element to her definitely. Uh, Diva's more of the offensive. Like again, if this character was under. Honestly, offense, it wouldn't have really surprised me. She yeah. just happens to be able to tank and absorb a lot of damage. And, of course, that Matrix kind of gives her that element, too. But what what I've found entertaining with Diva, she's kind of the, at least from what I've seen, I don't know if that really was a thing, but a lot of the scrims that I happen to watch and even some of the matches, you would see teams go full Diva at the end, at least. If they're pushing to a point, one, if, you know, make sure they get it at the very end, everyone just goes Diva, and they just try to take the point. I mean, she's that hero for that. And right now, with the, the lack of... Uh, restrictions as far as how many of a specific class you can have like team fortress had i mean you're you're allowed to do that of course so that's also kind of another subject in itself but 
Um, yeah, that's that tactic because of her mobility, because of how much she can absorb, and then uh, getting in there and doing some decent damage to then try to get that final point. It, it's kind of an interesting tactic that we'll see people go to. Yeah, she feels like a real bully, doesn't she? Like yeah. when, you, when you're on that that final point of King's Row and the the attacking team's trying to push the the payload to that final point, you can go six six divas and just sit on top of it, and it's so hard to bring six divas down because, uh, <laughs> I mean, just as much as you can do that, you know, that five hundred um, that five hundred HP that you got a killer. She happens to get a kill with just like her ultimate. She throws out. Uh, she's right back in the mech suit. So it's like all that work for nothing. Yeah, and the, the the second life that she has, essentially, too, that, that's pretty ridiculous in a good player's hands. Like It's almost like they feel unkillable. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, with her mobility coupled with that, it's, like, it's not like she's a static tank that's like, okay, well, we just got to really put damage into her and we'll be able to deal with her. She can very easily just fly off um, and, and just come right back into the fight with a full mech suit, and, you know, it's kind of like you made zero progress on her. Mm-hmm. No reload time, really good on that, too. Really keeps yeah. her in the middle of the fight, not you know having to play that. Um, but yeah, in, in the meta, I, I, the way I've kind of I viewed her as the pro teams have used her, more of a niche pick. But I think she's kind of like that one. If I had to pick a backup to Reinhardt in, in a true tank role, I'd say she's probably the main fill-in. Well, I think the best way actually to kind of put it is she's great for maps that do have the high-rise areas. You know, the areas where you do want to take advantage of going up, obviously with her jetpack. That's key for that. You know, Reinhardt, of course, he really can't do that whatsoever. And then the other tanks, you know, they may somewhat struggle other than perhaps Winston. But so speaking of Winston. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Winston, um, I think me and you are going to disagree a little bit on him because okay. I, I like Winston. He's one of the, you know, he's he's one of the first heroes introduced to Overwatch, kind of like the first animations, and everyone kind of like it's a really cool concept. The Professor Gorilla, um, his playstyle is very fun. You know, kind of like that that really deep diving tank that could jump in and just get in people's faces, like especially like a Widowmaker, those annoying type range classes. Mm-hmm. Um, just feels like a real bully. But however, in competitive play, from what I've seen of him, he seems to probably be the least effective of all the tanks. So, uh, high HP, definitely, um, which is okay. I mean, 500 HP, uh, 500 hit point pool, 400 being normal HP, 100 being armor HP. So, of the tanks, probably on the low end of that side, that's at a Roadhog. Um, the standard attack, the Tesla Cannon, It's. I mean, it seems like it does a lot of DPS. It's really not. Yeah. Right, right around 60 to 65 damage per second. It's not something you can punish people really quickly with. It's more of kind of like a... More like a general annoyance, what I say. Mm-hmm. Is Kit? Go, go ahead. You... Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I see what you're saying. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's kind of a lot of average in a sense, as far as yeah. what he ultimately can do. He's kind of the, just that mediocre. He's an okay choice, but you're probably not going to choose him in most cases. I mean, he does, there are some cool things that he can do. I mean, his bigger advantages is no doubt the mobility, the leap is is huge. And then on top of that, the shield that he puts down. I mean, especially on top of a payload, you know, going back to that idea, you know, if you happen to be trying to get that final push or whatever, that can help, you know, absorb some good damage there. So, but, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you in the sense that you're not going to pick this up as your one or two, maybe, but uh, I don't know. The mobility, the ultimate the ultimate is funky to me. The mm-hmm. idea that it knocks back constantly, 
is almost I find to be more annoying as a player than helpful at times. I don't know seem, about you, but doesn't it seem counterintuitive too? Yeah, because you would kind of think like, okay, well, you, you go. It's basically like you go ultimate form, and you're supposed to be kind of like this unstoppable force. And instead of doing a lot of damage in a brief period of time, it's just kind of like you knock them around. You, you annoy mm-hmm. them even more. So while the Tesla cannon was kind of more of a you know a slight annoyance, maybe you get a little more annoying in the fact that it's kind of a slight CC effect. But it's really not all that much damage. It doesn't feel like a true ultimate outside of yeah. the big heal. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Well, see, so that's the thing. Like when it, when I got when I was ready to use the ultimate, I found myself okay. I want to use the ultimate if anything, so I could just be kind of a, that big tank yeah. that they can't kill. But as far as a knockback, it, unless they're you know near some kind of edge on whatever map, then knocking them off is pretty good feeling. But. That is that is pretty fun. Yeah, but <laughs> but like you go ultimate form, you can't use your shield. It's kind of like it's kind of like you seize being the tank, and you more become like just this. I don't know. It's almost kind of like the you get in their face, and you would assume like it's okay. Well, you know, you're going to do a lot of damage, and you're going to really like kick it up a notch in terms of just you know pressuring the team. And it doesn't really feel like that. It just kind of feels like a big, you know. Yeah, you know where Winston actually is is that niche pick, especially is against something like like the Widowmakers, like those snipers that are in those high areas. That yeah. He can get to other better than anyone else. At least the tank goes. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know, kind of like I, we discussed earlier with Diva, kind of like uh, in certain points, I think there's there's a great idea to go like six Winston's even like on a, on a payload map. I mean, the, the thousand damage shield, it's the you know, it's a really oh good God. shield, the three sixty, thirteen second cooldown though, and I think that. The trouble I have with it being a staple tank is just the shield's stationary. So it's got like it's got those niche situations, but it's not something like we you rely unless you on. put it on a payload. Unless you put it on a payload, yes, and it will move, <laughs> and it will move. Yeah. But it's kind of like it, you know, on that cooldown on the and the duration to it. I don't know. It kind of feels much more uh, re- less a whole lot less reliable. I should go with that. Yeah, I think there's going to be those players that definitely... It's God, I want to say like when the competitive team was really starting to first. I mean, it's obviously so, so very early on. Yeah. But I want to say Winston was actually valued as one of the better tanks, but maybe that did kind of transition. I mean, I think that was even before D.Va was out, to be fair. So hmm. um, perhaps that's something to do with that. But I will say, you were mentioning the six Winston strat. I don't know if you got the chance to try it. We, we actually done a, we did a five Winston and Lucio. Oh my god. It's it's uh, it's unkillable. You can't even do you can't touch them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's actually it happened in a competitive uh scenario too. I think it was um gosh, King's Row. Uh one of the attacking teams at the I think it was a Blizzard team actually went five Winstons and a Lucio and they tried to storm the first point. Caught the, when the first time they did it caught the team off guard and com- just completely wiped and worked so well, but I think the second time around the other team was expecting it and when they did um, they kind of just played much more defensive, really got in, I think they got into the shields, which I, it does not actually absorb in the shield. It only, no. it kind of works as like a wall. So if you shoot from the outside in, it absorbs, but if you're in the inside, uh, against the Winston, it's, you know, it's effectively zero. The best counter is a six Reinhardt strat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kid you not. That's a, a team did that against us when we did our, th- and they wrecked us. So. Oh. It's hard. It's hard to beat Reinhardt right now. He's just so yeah. good, so good. Okay. Um, and then there's you, this guy. Yeah. What? Where would you have before we move on? Uh, Winston. Okay. Uh, four or five. Four, as far as his ranking. Uh huh. God, man, I. 
part of me wants to say three even, but yeah. I, I, I see Diva though. No, it's hard to put it over that. So I would say four. I would okay. say four. Okay. I personally would put them five, but I think I'm, I might be in the minority there. Cause I think a lot of people see a, a whole lot of value in them still. So I guess we will disagree on that point, but this one personally, this is the guy that I really see so much potential for. Um, Kind of like we've been discussing, really, like, I wouldn't call him a traditional tank, much much like we've been discussing with Zarya and, and such, but Roadhog, very, very fun to play um, in a competitive sense. I'm mm. a little I'm a little unsure of where to really rate him because he seems incredibly effective for all, you know, all the MOBA players out there, Pudge, you know, yeah. uh, was it Stitches? And Stitches is Heroes of New it Earth. It's Devour and Hog. Devour, yeah, that's what it's same, yeah. Uh, here's the storm of stitches. Excuse me. Um, how dare you? How dare I? <laughs> I used to play a lot of haunt too. I can't. Even, I can't believe I didn't remember that. There's so many nowadays. Yeah, yeah it's even more. Um, <laughs> so Roadhog, as it's saying, comes with the highest health pool in the game: 600 HP, strictly normal health, no armor HP, no shield HP. Um, standard attack. So. It's one of the highest damage attacks in the game. Max of 225 damage if all of his pellets hit. But it requires your opponent to basically be directly in front of you. And this is kind of hard to do unless you land that, that chain hook. Um, medium range, alternative fire, which it can be okay to kind of finish people off. But utilizing it, it it's really not all that effective as kind of like a standard attack. It only does 50 damage. Um, not one you use too often. The best part of his kit, of course, is chain hook. That's the reason you pick him. Not only does it drag the opponent closer to your enemy team, it essentially allows you to land a, a damage combo that's currently unmatched right now. If done properly, you can combo your hook into a single close-range standard attack, a melee attack, or, or excuse me, uh, a left click, and then follow it up with a melee attack. You can um, you can get a damage total of 305 damage out of that one combo, and you can hit it real quick too. So it basically one-shots just about everybody in the game outside of tanks. So, um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, doesn't he doesn't feel like a true tank? That he kind of has to play that Bob and Weave style. But with he doesn't have any shields. Um, he's more of kind of like this, that kind of like that combo, that high DPS and situational guy to where if you have someone who's really good with it, um, could be a good counter to Pharaoh. Should I add? I didn't really think about that one. Um, oh yeah. I don't know. He, it's it's kind of up in the air for me. What what do you think about him? Well, kind of like that that kind of fair. He's he's that counter in a sense to those mid range kind of that those want to keep that gap like a Farah, uh, like a junk rat. You could even say where he wants to, you know, where that's where that hook comes into play. Where they want to keep that distance. Well, then he hooks you, brings you in, and then does this combo, and they, you have to take a little bit to then get away or whatever. But I he he's number five for me. I mean, no doubt. And I say that because. It's it's a mix. Of, he's all he's all single target right now. Overwatch it, it is a lot of this group up, you know, team battles, the the defense attack. Now with this new game mode, whatever it may be, if it is more along the lines of some singling out cap opportunities like the Arathi Basin style, even like a capture the flag, I definitely think that'll open up the door for this hero to be a lot more effective because of that idea that he will single that target, whether it's the guy with the flag or whether it's the support, you know. Uh, mercy or whatever. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my thing with this guy. But right now, I, I don't think he's there's a reason to pick him up over the others. Honestly, his whole hog ability, 
I don't get it. I, I the the knockback. It's we were talking about that with Winston. The knockback on the whole hog ability seems like it, it completely ruins most of what you figure. When I when I first went to use it, I'm like, oh sweet, I got to use the ultimate now because and I'm gonna, and I've seen people use it, you know, with the the gun or whatever. And I'm thinking I'm going to wreck these guys, and all of a sudden I start using, and it pushes this guy like way back out of range, and I can't even shoot him anymore. I'm like, what? The, what was the point of that? Yeah, yeah, it operates just like your your standard left click attack, um, in the way it shoots pellets. So you're not really you're not be able to maximize the damage, and you you want it short you want it short range because the the closer they are to you, the more damage you're going to do to them. And by pressing by pushing them back, it's like yeah, it kind of messes with them, and you know it annoys them, but you're essentially doing less and less damage unless you're walking towards them. And even then, exactly. it's, it's still static. It's like, you know, push back, walk forward, push back, walk forward. I, I don't feel like ultimate should be a very neat, like you have to be in very enclosed areas, you know, with up against a wall or whatever, then yeah, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, the fact that his ultimate really relies on that is kind of silly to me. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of makes me sad because that's probably, it's probably the least effective, one of the least effective ults in the game, you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think it might be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably, go through, perhaps, but... Probably of all eventually. classes, I would say, too. So, yeah. um, I'm a fan. I love his kid. I love the combo. It's so it's so fun to land on people. Um, but, yeah, as of right now, I, I'm with you. His playstyle really doesn't feel like a tank, and he, he just, it kind of doesn't... It feels, at best, a niche pick in the competitive meta. I, uh, I, I can't see, with the game modes right now, a reason to pick up... Uh, this hero. I really just don't see a reason, so... Yeah. I just dropped my ring. Oh, gosh. And now it's back on my finger. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, now we're all through all that. How about we move on to the support classes? Um, how about you open up on this one? What would say... What would you... What would uh, you say is your number one support right now? Well, I want to to preface this with, honestly, support is my role. Like, this is what, no matter the game, the MOBA MOBA scene, back in 2-4, you know, I love love playing support. So I've I've actually had a good amount of playtime, by far the most amount of playtime on all four of these heroes, actually. So this is where I'm an expert. Let's let it shine, all right? Um, Now, so as far as a tier list goes for support, it's tough. Because they're, there's, they individually feel very niche roles to an extent. Like, if you're looking at, if you're looking at off, so if we're looking at offense, okay, overall, I think Mercy has to be, okay. overall, has to be Mercy. Because she is the pure 100%, that is what she brings to the table support. Like, her, obviously her attack is pretty much non-existent. She's all about amping others' damage as well. You know, you tag along with a Farah, a Junkrat, whatever. You're gonna do you're gonna do work right there. So so we'll start with that. So if I had to make a list, I would put Mercy up there, just as an overall picture. If we're talking attack defend, no matter what. Yeah, and it's um, kind of even through it with a set of nerfs too. Yeah. Dam- well, the, damage amp nerf fifty to thirty percent. Did that get nerfed like that? Yeah, sure I did. Yeah, that. and actually, it kind of it's weird in a way of talking to one of my friends. It's it didn't necessarily nerf her as it much did it nerfed classes that kind of offered something when coupled with the Mercy before, uh, like the Widowmaker and Hanzo. Uh, mm-hmm. When you used to have the 50% damage in our amp, you used to be able to one-shot people with the standard 200 HP pool. You can't mm-hmm. do that anymore with the 30% nerf. It's It effectively moves Widow's shot up, I think it's like 180, 190, but, I mean, it requires two shots anyway. So Okay. 
in a competitive meta to where you want to have one or two supports, it's... I mean, that, that lethal damage is is of utmost importance. I know they nerfed her resurrection initially, but then they changed that back. Changed back, yeah. What do you think about that? Do you think it kind of bordering on way too good right now? Yeah, well, there's no doubt that's like... She, her kit, I guess you can call it, is is definitely one of the strongest in the game. The amping the other damage, the, the mass heal that she brings, and then, yeah, being able to say, you're dead, wait, no, you're not. It is really strong. Um, if anything, putting, like, making it like a charge system of sorts, or where you can only do one at a time, perhaps? But I think that's kind of the biggest issue right now, is that she literally, everyone, not everyone, ideally, but even if it's like two or three people around her, all of a sudden, they're back up, ready to go back in that fight. I mean, that that's a really, really strong ability. Yeah. So, I think that might be a way to look at it, maybe some kind of charge system, but I don't know, I haven't really thought about it too much. What do you think of this idea? I was kind of throwing out some ideas. Um, if what if you made her ultimate as it is a cast time, or as of right now, it's sorry, it's a, it's an instant. What if you made mm-hmm. it a cast time to where instead of making it so you could fail the ultimate, what if you initially it's going to res and then that two second period that depends that um, that relies on the amount of HP you're going to be able to provide the team as they get up. So. And if it goes to the full two seconds, 100%, one second, 50%, and kind of sliding the scale relative to that. So you don't, you can't really just like jump out in enemy fire, res everybody, and it really doesn't matter if you die because you served your purpose. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I don't know if that would really nerf her in the end, because I feel like a lot of the time she is going to be casting Resurrection. It's going to be usually in a covered area for the most part. But I guess when you're in the middle of combat at the same time, yes, that could open up the doors for something like that Yeah. to be uh, realistic. So that is an interesting idea. I actually like that. Cool. Thank you. Um, Fortunately, I don't design the game, so. No. No, neither do I. <laughs> so, um, as good as all that is, you know, we got our damage amp. We got the... The, the ultimate is probably the main reason to bring her... Um, but you got to remember that that single target heal, best in the game, right? I think in terms of uh, healings per second. Um, I be- well maybe Lucio's uh, amped up heal is pretty strong. Okay, Lucio, I think, is amped. I think it's forty. Okay. Forty health per second. I think it, I don't have it on hand. Sorry, guys. Um, I think it's if I had to remember off the top of my head, I think it's around sixty. Sixty single target heal per second, which. I think serves a purpose in of itself because it couples so well with that, you know, that support tank, you know, mm-hmm. that Mercy Reinhardt type of situation. It does really well. Um, whereas Lucio, it's kind of like you can do well amped, but it's more of kind of like a, everyone has to be taking damage and everyone has to be close to you for it to be fully effective. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. You That's don't have, fair. And. There's just so much about her. Like, her jump, I think her jump is... Um, it's strong, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's called Guardian Angel. It's It allows you, like, so much mobility, as shocking as that sounds. Just to be able to jump from, like, uh, teammate to teammate. Jump behind shields really quick. Um, I, it's just hard to beat her right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, you think of Team Fortress 2, I don't know how much space you have with that, but, you know, the medic in Team Fortress 2, he didn't have that kind of mobility. It's essentially that kind of medic to an extent obviously it's different enough to be definitely different but it's that idea that yeah you're able to also then fly with set allies and use it to get away or you know go help somebody in another spot and jump between two targets it's it 
she there's I, I just don't see a legit argument that could be made that where she's not top tier as far as overall. Again, if we're talking about a very specific role, then I think you could argue yeah, you know, a couple of these other ones, but yeah. overall it has to be Mercy. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's probably a pretty clear number two in most people's eyes, but maybe not. Um, so I'll just kind of I'll, I'll start out with Lucio on this one. He is pretty close to number one, but I'd say number two still behind Mercy. With you know, like you said, situational object, you know, situational um, points to where you would like you would prefer Lucio over him. So starting with the positives. 200 normal HP, pretty standard for, you know, support class. Incredibly mobile with his speed aura and his wall ride passive. I think a lot of people really underestimate just how good it could be. And I've seen some some videos out there that have really highlighted just how mobile you really can be. Um, the way it works, kind of like it's you're able to jump on one wall and ride on it, and you can't jump back on the same wall. But if you just effectively use it in corners, you can essentially rise up any corner you would like. Mm-hmm. Just kind of going back and forth. It's really underutilized. A speed boost, great for entering team fights. Um, I tried to find the percentage boost. Uh, was not able to do that, but uh, kind of from what it felt, felt like when it's amped, 50 to 60% movement speed bonus. Is that sound it, about it, right? Yeah, I would say around that. Yeah, I was going to say, if anything, it just feels really fast and really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, damage output, fairly decent, actually. You know, standard range attack, it does... Uh, so it's a, a four-shot standard attack, 20 damage each shot. Does not suffer from damage fall-off, which will, when we get to DPS classes in a maybe future episode, we'll discuss that. But you know, it's a flat, flat 20 damage per shot. So if all four hit, 80 damage. Um, if you catch people in close faces, it's it's kind of sneaky how much damage you really can do with the the four-shot burst, and then um, you're able to actually animation cancel the his right click his right click uh, knockback with a melee and it does about 75 damage and then couple that with another you know left click a standard shot you can get it up over 200 damage you can kill just about anybody pretty quickly mm-hmm. um i'd say his ultimate is arguably more impactful on a much more reliable basis than mercy's as your team can really group up beforehand guaranteeing that full effectiveness that full 500 shield hp to everyone on your team now, it doesn't, it doesn't last quite as long as many people would expect. Only about 5 to 6 seconds, and it degrades at roughly 100 shield HP per second. So, great for kind of like entering in. It doesn't provide a long-term shield, though, but still really good and probably the most uh, it, it, most well, easily to be fully effective. Entering in, I mean, that's interesting. Obviously, that's a great way to use it, but honestly, I think you could argue it's almost more effective to use it in, in spots of where if somebody happens to be getting really low and you're in a big chaotic fight... Then using it right there, and that'll really because especially if they're looking to use big cooldowns and then burst that whatever set hero down or a couple others, then that'll throw them off. If you use it going in, then yes, it can be effective, but that could give them time to then react to it even. So very true, very true. And I, I, I guess I was kind of thinking of it more of um, someone maybe someone may be dying, someone may be dead, and that that shield will not effectively land on them, nor may they be in the range of you to land it on them. Yeah. Um, but I guess, that's I guess that's a that's a great idea though. <laughs> but um, the reason I feel Lucio can't be that that lone support, that one single target guy, is that the heals per second I just don't think are really on par with Mercy. Um, given the nature of Lucio's heal being an aura, his single target really suffers. So the max damage you can heal a single target is 40 health per second. 
Uh, that's with the amp. Only lasts for three seconds. And the standard heal is 12.5 health per play, per per player per second, which is not mm-hmm. that great. Theoretically, if you kind of if everyone's taking damage around you, it's great because it's a full effectiveness at a possible 60 health per second. But that those situations are few and far between. So yeah, I think it's niche, and I think he works as a kind of like a great secondary support. But as a as a lone single support, it I don't know, it just doesn't feel as well, good to me. From my understanding, from again, what I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like in this very very fresh meta slash competitive scene, dual support is pretty much the go to strategy. It yeah. always revolves basically a mercy and then one of the others, most likely a Lucio in a lot of cases. Um, so it's it, it seems like, a, so yeah, you got Mercy, she is the 100% pure support, and then the other three are kind of hybrids to an extent. Sy- yeah. Symmetra, maybe not as much, but at the same time, yeah, she has potential to actually do decent damage, we'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, Lucio, if you're talking just purely offense, I think there's an argument to be made that he is actually the best support. Yeah. Because of the aura, but... Yeah, I can see that. Especially the movement aura. Really nothing that matches it in the game. Yeah. I think uh, I may underestimate that in a sense, too. But uh, I'm assuming he is your number two as well. Oh, yeah. Again, if we're talking overall, yeah. I I think a Mercy-Lucio combination in most cases is going to be really strong. Okay. All right. So if you... How about your number three? Who would be your number? Three? <sighs> see, see, this is where it, this is where it is tough because well, there's only two more left, obviously. So who's three? Who's four? It's so it, it's really niche. Like it's on offense. I mean, it's Symmetra, the ability of the teleport. It's arguably one of the strongest abilities in the game. Or defense, excuse me. I don't know why I said offense. On defense, it's one of the strongest abilities in the game to be able to respond. Obviously, to set offense, who's taking an A point or whatever. Um, being able to then resurrect and then go right to that rather than have to walk all the way back. It's insane how much that can change and really give you value in a game. The shield on top of that is is very, very strong. You know, just a straight up, it's 50, I want to say? Yes, 50, or, or 50 shield HP. Yeah, 50 shield HP. So, yeah, so as we mentioned before, not only is that damage that will be absorbed by that, but then also it has a chance to regen if you can get out of combat there. So, um God, it's see. So defense, I think it's the best. But honestly, offense, I would have to go with Zenyatta. I because so as far as overall, man, that is tough. If you're putting me on the spot right here, I have to say overall, who's the better number three? I would say Zenyatta. Yeah. I would. I would agree, and I'm gonna disagree with you on the fact that I don't think it's really close. I do not like Symmetro one bit. It's because her kit seems so cool, right? It's kind of like the set up a teleporter. Um, you kind of have a an inherent ability to really protect it with the turrets to keep people out of a room. That um, as such, being able to provide that 50 uh, shield HP to everybody on the team, and it kind of seems like it's a lot of. And, and I think her single target damage can be one of the highest in terms of supports oh, yeah. in the game. The if charge can, up, yeah. If the charge up, I think after it hits two seconds, that's 120 uh, DPS. It, it could take down a whole lot of DPS classes quick. It, it almost kind of sounds like to me, it's everything seems great in theory, but in practice, I never, I was never able to get the the full effectiveness out of her that I, I did the other ones, the, the Zenyatas, the Lucios, the Mercies. 
you know, no active healing ability, I think, is pretty big. The other three have one. She does not. Um, I know it's kind of a, it's a nice buff to have, but kind of trying to go around the map and provide that 50 shield HP, kind of with the competitive, with how competitive Overwatch works, and there's a lot of dying and respawning. Um, it's a lot of moving back and forth, and it's hard to kind of really keep it up on everybody. Um, her left click is kind of like a, it's a much better version of Winston's Tesla cannon. Mm-hmm. Like it's that, you know, that ramping DPS, but trying to, trying to fully get it on the person to stick for two <laughs> seconds without dying yourself, it yeah. seemed really difficult because, you know, she's support. She only has 200 HP. She, her standard DPS is not going to be anywhere near that of a lot of the flanking DPS classes, Tracer, Reaper, um, or the standard, you know, like the McCree, the Pharaoh, you're just kind of going to get blown up before you can reach that point. Um, I don't know, it's, in the teleporter, I, the, you're right, the maximum effectiveness of the teleporter, if you can keep it up, is, I'd say the best ultimate theoretically in the game in terms of effectiveness, if you can hold it on defense, and really hold the other team at a single point, but just trying to keep it up, man, it's weak, and then, and hiding it from the other team too, it can be pretty tough sometimes. There's nothing more frustrating as a Symmetra, and in any case, really any hero, than, yeah, seeing your teleporter being destroyed, especially, like, right after you just put it up. Or, like, a Tracer, like, spots it as you're putting it up, and you're just like, well, crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It just doesn't take much to kill it, is what I wanted to add. Yeah, and at a competitive atmosphere, again, if we're talking at the top-tier competitive yeah, I mean, getting those killed is probably going to be fairly easy in most cases. I will say, you know, going back to her left click, though, she is really good against Tracer for that, how it locks onto her yeah. if you can't get that in. Yeah, honestly, it, yes, it is a little difficult, but if, once you get it locked on, you'll kill her pretty quickly. So she's one of the best anti-tracers in the game, which which I like. But um, the Sentry Turrets, didn't those get a buff as well, I want to say? They actually... I, God, they, they went through some changes... Hold on, let's play. They either got a buff or a nerf. I honestly can't remember. I want to say they got a buff to where how quickly their the cooldown resets. Um, hmm. I think it because it's a ten second cooldown right now, and I think it even used to be a little bit longer if I'm not mistaken. But you're right. Okay, so Sentry Turret cooldown in one of the latest patches cooldown decreased to ten seconds down from twenty. So yeah, I mean that right there. Yeah, twenty to ten. Gee, I didn't even realize it was that much. Yeah, um, with a max of six. You can yeah. Six over the map. So ideally, and I, and I think that is one of the misconceptions of a cement. I know you even said it where you have to, you don't have to, but you want to use them to protect your um, portal. Yeah. Honestly, not necessarily. It, it, you should uh, the way the way I would play is uh, ideally putting in a spot that you know may not necessarily be spotted. I mean, obviously, there's not really going to be absolute area for that, but put in a spot, maybe, maybe pull one or two Sentry Turrets, but then use the rest of the Sentry Turrets a little more offensively even. You can place it even mid-combat as they're coming up, you know, say on the wall, and it, it'll actually start to do some some decent damage for you. So I, I think Symmetra's make it focused in this idea that you have to place them and then you just kind of forget about them. You can actually use them mid-fight, to be fair. But, Very true. Yeah. 25 I, damage per second. Yeah. Per turret, so... Yeah, you, you know, kind of come around the corner and see two sentry turrets, split them apart, and, you know, having to sit there doing 50 DPS, trying to come around the corner, not, trying to yeah. kill those while also being preoccupied with the your opponent standing in front of you, I'm certainly probably firing you at you, firing at you as well. I, I didn't even think about that. It's a good point. 
But yeah, no, I I see at the same time yeah, the the not having a, a a heal and having to constantly refresh those shields as people resurrect can be a little bit of a pain. And then keeping a teleporter up, especially at a high tier game, yeah, that's that can be pretty difficult. So. Kind of like that that flow of the game too. It's it's a constant. You're not really staying at one point in the map. It's con. You know, if it's payload, you're moving. You're moving down hallways. You're moving down different rooms. Point captures. I guess point captures a little bit different, especially on the defensive side. Um, great for capturing single points and holding on to them. But <laughs> it, it, I'd say much more niche. Yeah. Honestly, she does have a little bit of, of offensive use to her. I, people may overlook that, too, I think, that it's like, oh, just defense because, you know, getting back there and the respawn being so long. But if you put it, it, it could actually really help you just secure points that much quicker at the same time if you put it on offense. Very true, very um, true. Again, I'm talking more TMM, though, not necessarily competitive, but yeah. it's a fun little tactic. All right, so let's move on to the, the last support here. Um one of my another one of my favorites. Um, I love the design of Zenyatta. Um, I feel Blizzard did a real fantastic job capturing the content of the true hybrid support. You know, he's not. Um, he doesn't feel ineffective at either one. He doesn't feel like a lesser version of a support and a DPS class. He feels just kind of like it's a nice blend of the two. You know, he's got the ability to passively heal with the, the orb of harmony and also be able to deal some nice damage as well. So. Speaking of that damage, standard left click does 45 damage at a rate of 3 per second. So if you can maximize all your hits, 135 damage per second. Um, he's got the burst shot. If you charge it a full 2.5 seconds and you hit it on someone, saying coming around a corner, 175 damage. That's nothing, nothing to mess, <laughs> nothing to <laughs> mess with. Excuse me. Um, you know, huge damage for uh, a normal DPS class, let alone a, a DPS hybrid. Uh, Ultimate's pretty good. He you know, becomes immune to damage, provides a healing ore to his teammates at, at the rate of, I think it's 100 health per second for 6 seconds. Pretty good. Not as, not as reliable as Lucio's or Mercy's, but not bad. Um, also a nice kind of way to save yourself as well. Um, one of the flanking DPS classes happens to get behind you, gets on top of you, just pop your ultimate and kind of wait, wait for your teammates to come around and kill them off, and you'll go back to you know what you were doing. Um, the Discord Orb... It's, oh gosh, it's so good. It's a debuff he places on enemies. It's not a skill shot, so no missile speed or anything to worry about that. You just, you hit the button when you're targeting on them, and it goes on them. Uh, as long <laughs> as they're not behind a shield. You know, the 50% damage amp. But I think the underrated aspect to me, personally, it's the tracking ability on it. If you land it, like, on a flanking DPS that's trying to kind of outmaneuver the team and yes. use the, the side pathways, um, if they aren't able to get it off themselves... Like it's, you might as well just kind of give up at that point because you're gonna be caught. No, no one's really gonna let you get behind him at that point if your Zenyatta's communicating. That is, and which is we could assume on a competitive team, um, and even a Pharah too. Like you know, kind of like that Pharah operates on that different axis, more on that Z axis away from the team, and can really kind of surprise you from up above. Uh, just placing it on her, that could be really nice, and just kind of keeping track of where she goes throughout the air. This Zenyatta, one of the Mercy, very strong hero. We've already been over that. Are you one of the strongest in the game? She's top tier. Yes. One of the best advantages that a Zenyatta has over Mercy is 
the idea that she doesn't need us or that he doesn't need to stay with said target yeah. to be beneficial with the heel. And I think that's put that orbit transcendence is very, very powerful. And I think that's where you could see him over Lucio in some cases, you know, tagged up with that mercy, whether you want a little bit more offensive capability, because no doubt Zenyatta has much more kill potential than a Lucio. I think it's safe to say. And then on top of that, if you have that, uh, say a tracer, um, I know a Reaper for that matter, which a lot of teams probably would, um, put that on him as he's going to Genji. Fantastic example, yeah. actually. You put you put that orbit transcendence on him, and it's it's just a huge buff. Like if you get if you get a Genji with that going up against one orbit harmony, excuse me. Um, Discord. Go, go, Discord is the uh, debuff one. Harmony is the positive. Discord's the negative. Yeah. So no, I'm talking about the harmony. You put on oh, okay. your your own Genji, and then he happens to be in a one versus one versus another Genji. You know, mm-hmm. he's gonna win that every time, right? Because yes. the orbit harmony is it's that strong. So um, yeah, I think there is definitely good value, and yeah, that that's where you definitely really do have to put him number three and now that i'm really talking this out here but i love what if you weren't going to bring it up i was going to so i'm glad you did orbit discord the biggest thing is the tracking i think so the amp good. damage is a nice addition and yes that's a very powerful tool of it but the tracking of it is really really effective and i think that's one of the more overlooked parts of it definitely too um so yeah and then transcendence real quickly you mentioned the heal I found my on it. I found myself using it more for the heal, to be honest, rather than saving myself mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So that was nice of it too. But yeah, yeah. I loved playing this 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 class as a support if, if I felt like being able to kill people, basically. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of like that. The East does support for people who don't want to play support. You know, he mm-hmm. offers a little bit of both to where you you know your your main play style, kind of like the he's got a an HP pool. I think it's a hundred shield HP, fifty or, or fifty standard HP. Um, he's got really that style with the, the, the shield HP to where you can kind of, you know, bob and weave and keep his health pool up without a whole lot of maintenance from your healers, um, offer high damage, and then still passively do things for the team without really having to be kind of like a, a full support, like a Mercy, a Lucio, um, kind of being that's their, you know, their main or much more of a strict role, as whereas is kind of like that, that real nice in-between with an ultimate that can uh, really do a lot, and, and especially at point-taking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's one of these kind of mentioned with Roadhog earlier that it's going to be interesting what this new game mode is because if it is more of those, especially like a capture the flag, you know, or something oh, like so a more good. single target one v ones, like he's going to benefit in uh, more than than some others, I think. So that'll be exciting. What do you say is your number three or number four right now in the competitive? Mode? If I had to say number three again, just right. talking it out right there, yeah, that pretty much made it clear. Because Symmetra, she's if anything, she's just defensive, really. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's where it hurts. I completely agree with that. Um, I I, I want to see a really high level Zenyatta. I don't think we've seen it yet, and it, to me, uh, one of the highest skill ceiling players or skill ceiling heroes in the game. I would love to see just. Someone who's really able to fully fully utilize that that kit to its you know maximum well, effectiveness. I'll uh, I'll be streaming once Overwatch comes back. So oh, that's right. So <laughs> I'll be sure to tune in and make sure everyone else out there does the same. Um, I think that's gonna do it tonight, Nick. Um, All right. Yeah. So a great first podcast. <laughs> I hope everyone out there likes it. Um, plan for this is to be a weekly thing, but we'll see how it goes. If you're happy with the product, great. Be sure to check back with us the next time we put out an episode. I think we're going to go over the um, competitive rankings for the DPS and the more the defensive classes. So um, if you are so inclined, you can follow Nick 
uh, BreakyCPK, however you would like to know him. Follow him on Twitter, at BreakyCPK. Check out his YouTube channel, his Twitch channel. He's doing just about everything. Um, are you doing any anything coming up uh, anytime soon? I, I mean, nothing uh, nothing very specific. I'm just doing my, I still do my Honcast thing, so got that going over there. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, like, like a lot of people listening to this, I, I just want to play Overwatch, man. Yeah. I just wanted to come back and start playing it again so hopefully that's soon. but no i had a lot of fun i really do appreciate you asking me to join you and uh yeah look forward to making this perhaps a weekly thing here so yeah yeah hope you guys liked it as well so for nick who you can find on twitter at breaky cpk i'm heath kruger at carthek on twitter thank you for tuning in